Proverbs. Let's look at some verses in Proverbs. Did anybody, was anybody here Wednesday night? We're going to continue with what we were sharing on Wednesday night. Um, if, if you uh, hunger and thirst, you'll be filled. How many times have we said that this morning? So we're going to get filled with what we need this morning. Amen. I want to read verses. Well, I didn't tell you which chapter. Let's go to the fourth chapter. We read this on Wednesday night. If you uh, were not here Wednesday night, maybe haven't had a chance to listen to it online, I want to remind you of what I said on Wednesday night. Some of this is being, uh, we're, we're springboarding. Uh, Pastor Nancy's service on Thursday night at camp meeting is our diving board. She got us jumping up and down, and now we're going into the pool. Uh, and so we're learning more about some things that she was preaching. I encourage you to get online. <clears throat> YouTube has the service. All those services were wonderful. Uh, but uh, that service I'm referring to is Thursday. No, I said Thursday night. Monday night. Monday night. So I encourage you to go listen to that. It'll be a great springboard for what we've been sharing. So um, Proverbs chapter number four, verses number three through seven. And uh, we're going to look at several passages in Proverbs. And uh, so let's look at Proverbs 4, 3 through 7. It says, verse number 3, if, uh, um, For I was my father's son, tender and beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words and keep my uh, commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Get wisdom. Pastor Nancy was talking about some things on Monday night at camp meeting. Was that last week? So much has happened. <laughs> but um, uh, she was talking about the wisdom of God and how it'll preserve you, it'll promote you, it'll protect you. Um, and so uh, she was sharing about some of these things. And so um, if you go back to the, let's see here, chapter number Two of, song, of Proverbs, my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee and incline thine ear unto, unto wisdom. So he's talking about listening uh, for the wisdom of God and apply thine heart to understanding. So there's a, uh, there's a level of uh, going after it here. He said, apply your heart. So this is a level of perseverance. And so yet if thou, if thou criest after knowledge... So this is not a passive sitting back and waiting for it to just, you know, for God to hit you with a wisdom stick. You know what I mean? This is, you're applying yourself, reaching for it, and even calling out for it. If you will uh, cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as, as for hid treasure. If somebody told you there was some hid treasure somewhere, I mean, you'd be, you'd be renting and borrowing and buying equipment to dig it up, find it, and you know, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, laying aside other things, right? Asking for time off work, you'd be, <laughs> I'm going to take my vacation right now. <laughs> So um, that's what he's talking about, having that kind of uh, go get it when it comes to wisdom. He's, he's not saying this about money. He's saying it about wisdom. So if thou criest after her, let's go to verse 5. If th then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. That's where it comes from. He for, uh, giveth wisdom for the righteous, or excuse me, let me go back to verse 6. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. 
And so what does that say? It's in what he says. This comes out of his mouth. Amen. And so uh, out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He lays up sound wisdom. Notice for the righteous, not from them, but for them. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly and so forth and so on. Um, uh, let's, let's keep on reading. He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous, a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Verse 8. He keeps the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Then go down to verse number 11. Well, in verse number 10. When wisdom enters into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall what? Preserve Preserve thee and understanding shall what? Keep thee. Keep thee. thee. Hallelujah. We're kept by wisdom. Some things you're not kept just by the power of God preserving you. You're kept by doing the right thing. By by what wisdom tells you. And uh, so it'll it'll keep thee. And then verse 12, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things. And so it'll keep you, deliver you, and preserve you. You know, you can go through hard times, but the wisdom of God or the insight into what God sees about that thing and you walking in the light of that, that will keep you from the enemy taking you out. Amen. Amen. So we're looking at this, and I want to get into this a little bit more. It might sound, you know, kind of blasé here right now, but you get, you get a little bit of understanding of this. It'll be, become pretty exciting. All right, so verse number, chapter number four says there, it says get. Look at verse number five, get wisdom, get understanding. So he says get it. Amen. So go over to chapter number 8, verse number 1. Proverbs chapter number 8, verse number 1. Does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of the high places by the way of the places of of the paths. She cries, notice that, she cries at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Keep on reading here. Let's go down and keep on reading. Unto you, O men, I call. So notice she cries, she calls, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be be ye of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For, so let's just stop right there, but I want you to see that wisdom is crying out. Wisdom is calling out. Let me tell you who it's calling out to. It's calling out to you and me. (laughs) So let's put all these things together. We see that, you know, because wisdom here is, it's calling out. We read back there in the fourth and the second chapter that, that uh, wisdom is supposed to be pursued. It's to be uh, uh, sought after. In other words, it's not going to just fall on us. We have to ask God for it. Remember James chapter number one, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, but then let him ask in faith, right? So uh, we have not because we ask not sometimes. Well, what do I need to do in this situation? Get in the presence of God and find and ask him and seek him and don't just give up because, well, I prayed for five minutes and I don't still don't know what to do. Come on now. Yes. Come on now. Seek it. Persevere. Go after it. Go after it. 
That's right. When you wake up in the morning, say, Father, I just want to thank you for my answer. I prayed last night for wisdom. And just stick with it. I mean, uh, I don't want to live another day stupid, do you? <laughs> I didn't just say you. I said me. I don't want to live another day stupid. So um, we need to uh, recognize that he said there to seek it in second chapter and fourth chapter, go after it. But then, and then he said, cry out for it. That means to call in prayer. Ask God for it. Then he said over here in the eighth chapter that wisdom's crying out for us. Okay, so if we're going to get together, it's crying out for me or you. And you and I have to cry out for it for us to get together. I've got to give you an illustration I've given you before. It'll never, it'll never leave me because it just hit me so hard one day. You know, God goes with me hunting. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah, somebody said, ah, that's why I'm not hearing from him. I need to go hunting. You know, so. <laughs> but anyway, I was out hunting. And if you know anything about deer hunting, um, especially in the season that I like to go, but there's, you know, deer live in the same place turkeys live. Turkeys here in Eastern Iowa are abundant. They used to be almost non-existent, but the DNR made pro- put together programs and now they're everywhere. <laughs> I even ran into one one time. So, but anyway, that's another story. <laughs> So, but I was, but I was uh, going into my hunting stand, and uh, usually turkeys will come out into the opening where, the, where you're hunting there. They'll come out before the deer, and sometimes you go into the hunting stand, and they're already out there. Well, you can't hardly get in your stand. Tur- one of the best eyes in the woods is a turkey. Dear Lord, I'm telling you, they got, really, they got the best eyes in the woods. And uh, so, but anyway, so you try to get in there, but you can barely ever do it. They'll spot you, and they'll take off everywhere. Usually there's a flock of 20 to 50. I mean, there's just everywhere. They don't all just fly the same direction. They just fly everywhere. So you get into your stand and then you sit down, you get all set up and you'll hear this behind you. Cheep, 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 cheep. That's why they don't have anything. They keep saying cheap. But cheap, you'll hear it behind, cheap, 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 cheap. And then over on the other side of the woods, way across the, the, the field, over on the other side where they flew into, over there you'll hear the real faint, cheap, 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 cheap. Back here, cheap, 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 cheap. And they're all through the woods. They're talking to one another. See, they need to get back together. That's what they're doing. They're calling out to one another. Ah, now you're getting it. Now you're going, ah. And so they, they don't know where each other are, but they want to get back together, so they call out to one another. And you'll hear them, I mean, it was kind of distant back here, and now it's louder. Cheep, 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 cheep. Up here it's getting louder. Cheep, 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 cheep. And you can hear them coming together, and eventually they'll all gather together again, and you don't hear anything. They're, they're, they got back together. Right? Every now and then you hear one little straggler over there. Cheep, 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 cheep. And then finally, he'll fly. He, he usually flies in, you know. <laughs> Amen. I'm not just telling stories. I'm talking about getting, you and wisdom getting together. Amen. Amen. Wisdom's over here going, Adam, Adam, Adam. Adam. Guess what he's got to do to get together with wisdom? Wisdom. Wisdom. Over here, wisdom. Amen. Adam. Get it right here. Wisdom. Adam, wisdom. Right. Before you know it. 
it'll dawn on Adam, oh, it's Lily. She's the one. He and wisdom got together. Right? You can pay me later on that one. Praise God. Now, that's not, that's not, that's reality. God will show you who you marry. He'll show you the right one. But my point is, you don't get it because, you, wisdom, because you just kind of wait for it to hit you over the head. These verses are saying, call out for it. Isn't that right? You keep calling and eventually it'll dawn on you, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Or, oh, this is where I've not made my connection with God. Making any sense? And so, uh, your call helps you in wisdom to get together. I'm talking about a call of faith. Praise the Lord. Now, you may feel like a turkey. (laughs) I didn't say you were. I said you may feel like a turkey because you and wisdom somehow got separated. You know what I'm talking about? But it's calling out for you. Don't worry. It's not, it's not over there going, dumb, dumb. I'm just leaving you alone. No, it's going, hey, I'm still here. I'm still here. How many of you know it's not over? Just because we've made a silly mistake or done something foolish or didn't walk in the light of the word. That's what the blood's for. Hey, anybody ever needed the blood? Don't let, the, the, don't let foolish mistakes... You know, later on, you can see how foolish things were at the time. Maybe you couldn't see how foolish it was. But don't let those things uh, rob you of your faith in having what God provided for you. That's what the blood's for. It's for people that didn't, didn't, didn't make the right, didn't always do the right thing. Then you got to forgive yourself. Because wisdom will say, hey, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Over here, over here, forgive yourself. So you might feel like a turkey, but wisdom is still calling out for you, and it's been calling out for what, you know, for, for, since you've been born, actually. But what do you got to do? Call out for it. That was not a trick question. Call out for it. Amen. It's not the call of the wild. It's the call for wisdom. Wisdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, um, whenever you and wisdom get together, it'll dawn on you, oh, I see. How many of you know that takes time sometimes? Because it's a process of renewing the mind. It's a process of sitting under the Word and, and letting, becoming intelligent enough with the Word for the Holy Ghost to talk to you and me intelligently. You, you know, there's some things that God can't talk to you and I intelligently about because we haven't grown up enough yet. Right. Anybody in here have a baby? Well, some of these kids came from somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Whenever they're young, you can't talk to them intelligently. I mean, they don't know what you're saying. They recognize your voice. Isn't that right? But as they grow, you can talk to them more and more intelligently. Yes. Amen. You can hold very intelligent conversations with them. But they have to grow into that. Same thing with you and I. God has to, we have to become enough schooled in the Word of God for Him to be able to say things to us that we would even understand. Otherwise, He could say them, but we're like, uh, 
We see that sometimes whenever we talk about, we, we, we encourage people about finding a good local church. They got this going on and this going on. And they want prayer for this area of this. Their marriage is messed up. Their kids are messed up. They're always sick. They're always in the hospital, always doing this, always having all these things. And they say, pray for me, pray for me. And we say, your need is not what you think it is. Your need is sitting under the word. Renewing your mind with the word of God. Amen. If they would call out for wisdom, God would eventually get that through to them. But they can't see that because they haven't grown enough in the word intelligently for God to even be able to talk. I mean, he can talk to them, but I don't get it. I don't get it. You know what I'm talking about? So, praise the Lord. Can we keep on going with this a little bit here this morning? So, um, the thing I want to get into here is, is, you know, over in James chapter number one. Go over there. Go over to James chapter number one. When you begin to call out for wisdom, God will begin to, the Spirit of God in you will begin to rise up and endeavor to teach you things. Because the Holy Ghost in in Ephesians 1 is called the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Notice that he connects wisdom to revelation. Wisdom and revelation. Wisdom is a revelation of what God knows about what you need. It's a revelation of your answer. It doesn't come to your mind because the Holy Ghost doesn't live in your mind or my mind. It comes to your heart. Now, it's eventually going to have to float up to your mind and you have to let that dominate you in your thinking. But yet, right on the other hand, wisdom is revelation of what God knows concerning your situation. Why does this keep happening? Why am, I not, uh, why am I not making progress in this area of my life? Why do I struggle in relationships? Amen. Well, uh, you know, these are things that you and I have to call out for wisdom on. Am I making any sense? And so uh, the Bible says over in James, be quick to hear and slow to speak. That might be why we're struggling with relationships. Because we got a Mach 2 mouth and a 20 mile an hour. You know what I'm talking about? 20 mile an hour ear. Come on now. If it comes to our mind, we say it. I don't know why I don't have, uh, I don't have any friends. I don't know why I don't have good relationships. Well, it might have something to do with that Mach 2 mouth. It's off and gone. Before the, the wisdom of God has time to say, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, right. That's right. And two weeks later we go, oh, I guess I sort of messed up on that. Some of you wouldn't laugh if I stood on my head and clapped my feet. We're getting it though. Tell your neighbor, we're getting it. James chapter number one. So you got to know where this will come to. It'll come up out of your spirit. <clears throat> Amen. Now, um, there'll be times your spirit will let you know that's not going to work. Your head thinks, I just, that's, that's what I need to do. And your spirit will go, that's not going to work. Amen. I'm talking from experience. <laughs> 
But we just somehow or another got to prove it out. Just say, well, let's just see. I, I think it'll work. Let's just, and after two weeks of messing ourselves up, we go, God, I knew it. I knew it. Come on. All right. James chapter number one and uh, verse number two. James one. Verse number two. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. We, temptations is another word for test or trials. <clears throat> In fact, some margins of the Bible will say that. And so, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse, that means different kinds of tests and trials. There's relationship trials, there's financial trials, there's attacks against the mind, there's physical attacks against the body, there's different kinds of tests and trials. But regardless, he says, count it all joy, knowing this, knowing this, the trying of your faith worketh patience. Now, the word patience means perseverance or sticking with it. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> so count it all joy, knowing this trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience or perseverance have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Now, the word wanting means lacking nothing. So he's saying uh, there's, a, there's a place where you get to the place, you're through that test and trial, and you lack or want nothing. You've got, you've got the answer you need. You've got the victory over whatever Satan came to attack you with. Your faith won the victory because he said here's a trial of your faith. And then let's keep on reading. So we, we, understand, we understand how that in the test and trials... Perseverance is so important. Yes. Amen. I'll say amen for all of us together. Amen. I mean, just don't quit. Even if you're bumbling and not doing everything right, just don't quit. God can work out the, the uh, inf what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the deficiencies of our faith better by going for it than he ever can sitting back in the boat and just saying, now teach me again that lesson of faith. Yeah, you got to know that in the process is where you learn a lot of things. You might start out bumbling and fumbling and, and tripping and making mistakes. But boy, I'm telling you, he's pleased with people that get out of the boat. And he'll say, oh, honey, come here. I know you didn't understand that. Yeah. Come here. Let me teach you. And, and, and you'll go, oh, I yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. And, and, and oh, glory to God. There's nothing that takes the place of just going for it. Anyway, so, but, but you have to persevere. You have to not quit. When you, when you trip and you do something that, that caused you to mess up and it sets you back, don't lay there and cry. You know, First Debbie one one says, "Get back up." You ever read that in the Bible? Get back up. Dust yourself off. Amen. Get the bandaid out over that cut on your head or whatever, and say, "Okay." Uh, not sure exactly what happened there, but wisdom. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, trying of your faith, and let patience or perseverance, just keep at it, just keep at it, just keep at it. But then he said in verse number five, if any of you lack wisdom. So, the context here is going through tests and trials, <clears throat> walking by faith to get to the other side of it, so you, you're perfect and entire, wanting nothing. 
In other words, that, t- that test is long gone. Past it, moving on. So everybody say, moving on. So he said, if any of you lack wisdom in the context of, of using your faith for these things that are opposing you, whether, whatever kind of test or trial it is, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Say, say let him ask of God. All right. So um, when he says, let him ask of God, he's talking about um, God is, like he said over there in, a, in Proverbs, God is the giver of wisdom. He's the giver of it. This is not something that you go to, to, to uh, wisdom is not, your knowledge might be, but wisdom is not something you learn in school or even the university. You can have a lot of degrees and be foolish. Very, very foolish. Just because you don't put God first and let him speak into your knowledge. Yeah. The Bible talks about knowledge that is perverted or distorted by the sense realm. Amen. Uh, just a real common illustration of that is evolution. Because they don't accept the Bible and the re-stratification of the layers of dirt because of the flood, they are all confused about evolution. Come on, somebody. You have to bring God into all your knowledge. We're not preaching against going to the university or going to school. You just have to have God. You got to bring God into it. That's right. That's right. And bring it all through the knowledge of God's word. Otherwise, you'll become a fool. Um, So that's just a simple illustration of it. You could apply that to many different things. Um, but so we got James chapter number one. He says, persevere in tests and trials. But then he also says, um, ask for wisdom. Now, have you ever gone through something and you just, you seem to not be getting to the other side of it? Just, well, I thought I was doing the word and it just, it just week after week after week after week. It is the principle of of John chapter number 15. Where you can go from no fruit, fruit to, to fruit, more fruit, much fruit, fruit that remains. Yes. But he said very clearly there how it happens through the word. You're clean through yes. the word. Which yes. I, you're, you're cleansed from what keeps you from bearing fruit yes. through the word. Yes. So you might start out bearing no fruit, but as you just keep renewing your mind with the word and learning to think like he thinks yes. and continuing, his word is his wisdom. Yes. Continuing to get his wisdom. Yes, yes sir. Amen. Then you'll start bearing more fruit and more results. See, fruit is results from the word. Getting results. out. The word was not given you just to make you happy. It was given you to change your life. Change what you're experiencing in life. The outcome of, of the, you, in other words, having the wisdom to make relationships work. Raising children that turn out right. Always being healthy in your body. Having, having the knowledge of following the Spirit and avoiding accidents. All these things that the Lord didn't give us to make us feel better. He gave it to us to change our lives. It's wisdom to listen to the Holy Ghost in here when he says, don't go right now. Wait 10 minutes. Right. Amen. That's, the knowledge, that's what God knows about a situation that, that you don't know unless he give it to you. 
You can be believing God for protection, for angelic, uh, you know, help and protection, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone, things like that. But without the wisdom of learning to listen to the Holy Ghost on the inside, you can override this and get into something that God never intended we be into. So the more of the word we, we get into our lives and implement into the way we live, the more the good life we have down here on this life. Now, the, um, I wish I had the definition in front of me. It'd probably take me too long to find it. But the Hebrew, the Hebrew definition, I have to look it up again. I don't know if I can quote it exactly. But it's something to this nature. The Hebrew definition of wisdom has something to do with the art of living well. The art of living well. Ooh, living well. In other words, it's, J- it's Joshua 1.8, yes. prospering and having good success. Yes. 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 Amen. Remember, the, the Amplified brings wisdom into that. Yeah. Yeah. The Amplified of Joshua 1.8 says, you'll, then you'll uh, deal wisely yeah. Yeah. in life and have good success. Yeah. Amen. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. I want to live well. Don't you yes. want to live well? Yes. Yes. I want my life to be beautiful, yes. not a uh, tragedy. Not, not, oh, no. not just being kicked from pillar to post. Right. I want success. Yes, amen. Yes, yes. And the further I get my mind renewed, the more I have. Amen. The more I have. The more I listen to his wisdom and lean not into my own noodle. Yeah. Trying to figure this thing out. Remember what the Lord said to me about prosperity, for example. He said, your way's not working out, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> amen. He was trying to say, let me speak into this. Let me give you the way this works. Let me, let, let, let me teach you what I know about how this works. Get my wisdom. Renew your mind of my wisdom. Now, it'll go contrary to sense knowledge and, and, and rational thinking sometimes. But it'll be the smartest thing you ever did. Matthew 7 says, 24 through, what is it, 24 through 27 or something like that. It says, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I liken him unto a wise man. Oh, somebody said, I don't know if I'm very wise. Well, just find out what a wise man says and do it. Well, I'm not very wise. Just find out what a wise man says and do it. Amen. And remember the newsflash I gave you Wednesday night. God is smarter than you. Find out what God says. And do it. But it doesn't make sense. Not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to make faith. Amen. That's right. You got to trust God. You got to trust he knows better than you know. Amen. Right? Parents, I mean, children would be wise to just figure that out ahead of time. My mommy and daddy know more than me. So when they say, stay away from those people, stay away from those little boys, they, you know, cause their spirit's telling them that's not, that's a bad influence for them. The children need to come to the place that mommy and daddy are smarter than me. That's right. Amen. Amen. Save them a whole lot of heartache. Yeah. So whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, he's like a wise man. But wisdom doesn't just hear it. Wisdom does it. Wisdom does it. Hallelujah. All right. We're just having a good time this morning. I have no idea where I launched into all that, but 
Let's come back here to James chapter number one. He said, persevere in tests and trials, but then get wisdom because there are things, all of us in tests and trials, some, well, let, let me say it this way. Sometimes in tests and trials, we have the idea that we know all that we need to know about that test or trial. Because, you know, we've been to church three times. Okay. And we're, we, 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 we know it all. We, we heard about the prayer of faith. We know about the prayer of faith. In fact, I've been in church for seven years. I know all about the prayer of faith. But the prayer of faith isn't everything. There are things that God knows about your situation. That remember we were talking about last night or Wednesday night, we we're talking about the key issue, yes. the main issue in any given test or trial. Yes. If you weren't here, we were talking about a garden hose that got put away in the fall time. You know, you hung it on the wall or kicked it in the corner of your garage. That garden hose was all neat and wrapped, you know. Except, you know, throughout the winter by grabbing, you know, reaching around it and grabbing the snow shovel and whatever else you did all winter long, kicking it around, it gets tangled up. And then springtime, you go to get it out and you think, well, this is easy, just untangle it and it's all tangled up, right? Usually there's one or maybe two main things that if you'll just pull the end through that knot right there, the whole thing will just fall apart. And that main issue was what wisdom is in any test or trial. That, he said, wisdom is the principal thing. Yes. Faith is not even the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. In other words, you can learn about the prayer of faith and not direct it with the wisdom of God and struggle. You're just jerking on that hose. You know what I'm talking about? Just jerking on the end of that. Well, I don't know why it won't come apart. Well, how many of you know the more you jerk, the tighter it gets? Yeah. Right? Yes, sir. Wisdom, listen, <laughs> go to Ecclesiastes 10.10. 10. Wisdom will teach you not to jerk harder or to work harder, but to work smarter, guided by the Holy Spirit. Wisdom was given you and I to direct our faith, to apply it more accurately and more specifically in the light of what God knows about that situation. Yes. Amen. Amen. For example, there's, I don't ever really uh, deal with people when it comes to laying on of hands or ministering healing to them. I don't really deal with evil spirits much unless the Holy Ghost reveals something has gotten attached to their body. Then you can lay hands on until you rub the hair off their head. Until you deal with that thing, they're going to be sick. Right? But when God reveals things like that, it's revelation of what he knows about that situation. And until you address what he said is there, that person's going to be sick. Does that make any sense? So everything is a dependence on the Holy Ghost. Dependence on the word, yes, but the Holy Ghost to direct you into which part of the word to apply. All right, did you find Ecclesiastes 10.10? Ecclesiastes 10.10, this is an amazing verse. At first it might seem, I don't have any idea what that said, but listen very closely. If the iron be blunt and he does not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. Let's, let's give some understanding to some of these terms. The iron be blunt. That, that means if the axe is dull. If the axe is dull and he doesn't wet or sharpen the edge. 
Then must he put two more strength. You know that. Any guy that's ever cut a tree with an axe or cut firewood, if it's dull, it takes a lot more effort. And so you knock yourself out working harder, getting less done. Right? That's what he's talking about. If, if uh, the axe is dull and you don't sharpen the edge, then you, uh, he said you must put more strength out. In other words, you're going to wear yourself out a whole lot quicker. But wisdom is profitable. Now notice this. To direct. Wisdom is direction. Amen. Amen. Wisdom is direction. Now listen very carefully. Y'all still there? Directing your actions by the leading of the Spirit. See, that's how we're directed today. Number one, by the Word of God, of course. But number two, by the leading of the inner witness. Directing you and my actions by the leading of the Spirit will make us more efficient and will get uh, will get done quicker with less effort and strength. Amen. Less resources. Less wasted time. Does that, does that make any sense? You can save time, effort, and strength, and resources. And they, that, but in the meantime, you're getting more done, more efficiently, and you're cutting out the waste. How? By wisdom. In other words, you're not just, well, let's just jerk on the end of that hose. I mean, no, you're saying, okay, you, you can do that all afternoon. Just jerk on the end of that hose. Or you can just stop and say, okay, let's see what the real problem is here. Oh, oh, it's here right here. Just pull that out. Oh, there's one more. Pull that out. Falls open and you're, you're good to go. Right? But a guy over there that doesn't want to use any wisdom, doesn't want any direction. He just wants to work hard. He's going to be jerking all afternoon. And you're, you, you've been in the house, you know, sipping lemonade for three hours because you watered the yard a long time ago. Right? The Holy Ghost will direct you in how to apply your faith. And listen, the, the better you are, are at listening to his direction and applying your faith, the more accurate your faith will be applied and the quicker the results will be the quicker you'll get results. You know what this calls for? It calls for just an old-fashioned prayer life. It's an old-fashioned thing, and it's a newfangled thing. It's, it's just, it, there's no replacement for hearing from God. Remember I told you on Wednesday night, Solomon asked for a wise, no, he asked for an understanding heart. Wise and an understanding heart. If you look up the word understanding... I gave you the reference on Wednesday night. I don't have it in front of me here. But if you look up the word understanding, it's the Hebrew word all through the Old Testament translated hearing. Hearing. There's no substitute for hearing from God. And not just hearing in general, but hearing specifically. Amen. Hearing from God is the sweet spot of faith. It's now whenever you apply it like he spoke it to you, it'll, it'll start working. Because now you're hitting the mark. You ever read the Bible? The Bible says, I don't beat the air. I don't miss the mark. Amen. He's talking about accuracy. He's talking about doing things by the leading of the Spirit and being very, very strategic, very accurate. Amen. 
In, the old, in, in, in Jesus, when Jesus was here on the earth, there was a time where the voice, I think this happened a couple of times, but I remember one time, a voice came from heaven, thou art my beloved son, on whom I'm well pleased. I think that happened a couple of times. But the Bible says different ones of them that were there that day thought different things about what that was. Some of them thought it thundered. You ever read that passage? Some of them thought that it sounded like somebody talking. Some different ones of them thought different things. I was reading that one day and the Lord said, they all thought, they all heard differently according to the clarity they had on the inside of them. God can talk to 17 people, say the same thing, and some of them go, I have no idea what, what that was. Others go, ah, I got my answer. Boom, boom and they, they use it and it, 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 it works for them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. It, it's wise to keep a clear conscience. It's wise to walk in all the light of the leadings of the Spirit. It's wise to not do anything to hinder your ability to hear from God. Amen. That's wisdom. It's foolish to disregard what he's saying. Because it'll start dulling you. You don't have the ability to hear. And then therefore you can't make right decisions. You're kind of bumbling now. I've been there before. I've been there when I've gotten busy. I've gotten busy on projects here or something. And, and I haven't been spending my time getting quiet. See, you, you, you remember the Old Testament? God wasn't in the, the fire and the wind and the, and the earthquake. But that still small voice. See, everybody needs time regularly, yes. daily, yes. to get quiet and yes. listen to God. Yes. Yes. Worship Him, praise Him, because yes. that's the place of hearing. Yes. Meditating on His Word. Yes. And whenever we hear, we're, we're more accurate in our applying of our faith. And also, listen to me, also, we are, when we hear, we are, are making right decisions. Yes. Making right decisions. It's not the people that work the hardest who succeed the most. It's people that hear from God and make right decisions. Yes. Amen. 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 <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this. Just came to me. Uh, Friday, no, Thursday, Thursday afternoon, late when well, I was coming home from the office, I think six o'clock or something like that. Got a text from Brother Justin. I want to show you this airplane that came on the market. I said, okay, I'm not supposed to do this, but when it's an airplane, I'm. <laughs> Kids do as daddy says, not as I do. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hello? Yes, yeah, I saw this airplane. I can't really read all the fine print. I'm driving. Tell me all about it. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, Come on. Everything's, everything's exciting on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's exciting. The Lord didn't really say anything, but it's just like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going for it. That's Amen. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not saying we're going to end up getting it. I don't know. I'm just telling you, we're taking some steps this week. I don't know why I'm saying that. It just came up. I guess it's being, our faith is being directed. If we keep walking that way and it's like something in right, something in right, we'll back off. Praise the Lord. That's wisdom. Never sign on the line until you, you're real clear. It's all. And listen, we're doing our due diligence. We got all sort of professionals getting involved, going out there, looking at it, you know, running all their tests and doing everything. 
on, checking yeah. people working for us, not them. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Anyway, I don't know why I got on that. Praise God. Led, led, led. Tell your neighbor, led by the Spirit. Faith directed by the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. All right. So God said, now I'm going to wrap this up here in a minute, a few minutes. Let me, re- let me rephrase that. Some of you word people, you're very watching my words. So. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. The heavens, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So he's really talking about his wisdom here. His, remember we already read in Proverbs, wisdom comes out of his mouth. So his ways and his words, I mean, his words contain his ways and his thoughts. That's how we know your thoughts or you know my thoughts. You hear me speak or I hear you speak, right? So um, how, did she, how did she find out you liked her? Words, right? Your mouth got you into this. That's the way God reveals his thoughts, his words. Somehow you got to keep you engaged. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Some of you young guys, well, you, you won't even go on a date. Uh-oh. Well, Would you just say that now. again? Say I'll it. say it over here. <laughs> Sitting at the house praying, oh, Jesus, send her by. No, she ain't coming by. Praise the Lord. Got to open your mouth. Open your mouth. Say something. I know that's right. Hi, what are you doing on Friday night? You're going to be, you're going to be an old bumbling guy sitting at the house wishing. Yes, pray for it. That's right. Wisdom has spoken. Pay for dinner. And, and don't go to McDonald's. I think I'm going to turn this over to her. Turn this. Don't go to the house. Honk, honk. <laughs> Some advice. Honey, uh, young ladies, if she, he comes to the house, honk, honk. You just stay in the house. Just stay in the house. Right, don't even pull the curtain back. Don't even pull the curtain back. You just go in there and turn on the TV and just sit yourself down. <laughs> wisdom is talking, wisdom is talking. How did I get on that? I don't know. So God's thoughts are, back to Isaiah, his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Praise the Lord. I think I just lost the service. Are we done now? <laughs> All right. So uh, here, I started to say a while ago. Let me, let me finish up what I started to say a while ago. And, um, uh, and then we'll finish this up. One of the dangers is we think we know everything we need to know about our situation. And because we know a little of the word, we've been to church, we know a little bit of the word. We, we think that's all there is to know about this situation. Maybe we know enough about the prayer of faith, for example, to just, just apply the prayer of faith. Now, listen, 
unless you want further understanding from God, like we've been talking about, the wisdom of God for more specific, you know, steps to take or whatever, you won't get that unless you walk in the light you do have. So yes, walk in the light you do have. But don't take that step and then just block out anything the Holy Ghost wants to say anything further. That'll make you get stuck. You'll get high-centered. And you'll spin your wheels forever and ever and ever. And go nowhere. That's what young guys are doing without asking a date. They're just going nowhere. I knew we were getting around to something there. They made us in Ramah. They made us. They said, well, well, they didn't make anybody. But they, they said, like in the marriage and the family class, Pastor Hagin and Miss Lynette, they said, all right, some of you students are too spiritual. You don't think you need to go date, go on dates. You aren't going on dates. You aren't going out. And they said, so if you don't go out on a date, you're going to get a grade letter down in our class. Well, what are you doing Friday night? You know? <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Hagen. I found my wife. Anyway, so now that we're distracted again, let me get back to this. We think we know. We think we know all there is to know. But there's no such thing as just taking one part of the Bible and making it work exclusively without any, part of, any other part of the Bible being something we bring into our walk of faith. Amen. So uh, that, what that does is it keeps us from hearing any further instructions. And that's a good way to get stuck spiritually. Amen. If I'm not hearing things regularly, I get a little like, uh, I get a little uncomfortable because I need something specific to put my faith on. Now, if you've already got the specific, don't go, don't go acting like there's something else. Walk in the light of what you have. Praise the Lord. So, but there are people, there are situations that sometimes you need more specifics. I'm almost done. Tell your neighbor, we're almost there. Um, so, and Pastor Nancy gave the illustration of Jesus casting the demon out of the madman of Gadara in Mark chapter number five. If you read it carefully, he had said to the demon, come out. And he didn't come out. So Jesus got further revelation of what to do and called it by name and commanded it to come out. And it came out. It wasn't working until he got further key information that was needed in that situation. Amen. There are times people, they make a decision. I just want to do this because I just want to, I want more pay. Well, God wants you to be more blessed. He wants you to increase. Don't misunderstand me. But sometimes there's more involved than just a greater paycheck. Sometimes you're at a place because that he wants you to be trained there in something. Well, I need more money. Okay, hurry up and get trained. Yeah. <laughs> Be wisdom to stay where he put you until he told you, okay, here's the next thing I have for you. Praise the Lord. Glad you came this morning. So there's also a danger when something similar to what we've used our faith on in the past comes up. And we think, well, this is what we did last time. We took these steps and, and got the victory. And so that's all I need to do this time. And we just try to go through the motions of what we did last time. 
and we're getting nowhere. There's a story in the Old Testament, David twice, the Philistines came up against him and he said, what do I do? And the Lord told him what to do. The second time they came up, he, he didn't just assume that that's, he'd do the same thing this time. He said, now God, what do I do in this situation? And God told him something totally different. But it was the key to winning the victory in that particular battle. God knows things about every situation you're going through that you don't realize or know, or that I don't realize or know. Amen. Well, pastor, can't you tell me? I'm not God. I don't know. Unless, unless God told me, I wouldn't know. And why would he tell me? You're the one that's needing need to. Yeah. He didn't say, ask the pastor to call out for wisdom for you. Well, come on. It might come through somebody else's mouth, but you seek God. Right. Amen. Amen. God will listen to you. He'll hear you. He'll, he'll talk to you. There's nothing like hearing from God and, and putting it into practice and seeing the results and going, whoa. I just had something happen to me that I've never happened before. I've seen it work for other people, but now I know I can do this. Because God's on talk. You're on talking terms with God. Stand up with me. That's, that's far enough for this morning. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you glad you came? I, I, I just enjoy this subject. You have access to the wisdom of God. Amen. Thank you, Brother Matt. Um, God, it's, it's, it's there for you. It's there for me. Ask God questions. Not out of your head. Out of your heart. Ask Him questions. <clears throat> if, you're, if you're bold enough, <laughs> ask Him, why does this area of my life keep going around this same old mountain? Now, you might ask and not get understanding of what the answer to that is right away. Because, you got to get up here where you can see me. Because you have to grow a little bit before you even understand it. So, but don't give up on your faith. Say, I have asked God for that and I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm persevering until I get my answers. Amen. I don't want anybody's life here this morning to stay stuck. Let's get off high center, what do you say? Get these answers and start whoo, going forward. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we're thankful for the wisdom that is available to us. Thank you for all that you know about our situations, our needs, uh, the decisions we're making. Um, answers to areas of our life that have not been progressing or succeeding. Lord God, we thank you that you're faithful, that when we call, you answer us. You answer us with answers and, and, and direction in the challenges of life. Hallelujah. Father, we, we believe, there's some of you in here that you just want to ask him for wisdom right now. Let's just do that. Right now, Father, in an area of our lives that's maybe forefront on our hearts right here sitting in this service there's something that keeps coming to us that we, we are aware that you want to give us further understanding Lord just like you said in James we ask you for that wisdom say that out loud out of your mouth I ask you for that wisdom Lord in the name of Jesus and you said let the man that asked for wisdom ask in faith so I release my faith Father believing that I receive right now. Thank you for helping me to see why this area of my life 
has not been progressing like it should. Father God, you're the revealer of secrets. The real secret and the real answer comes from you. We believe we receive it this morning. In Jesus' name. And we are not going to waver from now on. Just like it said in James 1. We're going to stand and persevere. In Jesus' name. Amen. I think it was Monday of this week. This past week. I think it was Monday. Um, I, think, I think I prayed it on Sunday night. I said, God, here's an area of my life that, that I've been not getting the results that I'm, I know you're dealing with me are available. And I, did, I prayed just like you just prayed with me. And I, and I just kept my, I worshiped him and kept my heart open, got nothing. What do you do whenever you don't understand what the answer, what he's saying to you? You just stay in faith. Yeah. Went to sleep, got up, or was awakened really early the next morning. And as I started just praying and worshiping God, he started talking to me about something that literally for an hour, I made no connection to what I had asked him for, to what he was talking about. In fact, the whole time he's talking, I'm thinking, what is he talking to me about this for? (laughs) For an hour, probably a little bit more than an hour. (laughs) And after it was all over, I started getting up out of bed and I'm sitting on the edge of bed and I'm going, oh my goodness. That's the answer to what I prayed about last night. But he had to show me some things in the word first before he would even understand it. And he was so faithful to do it. He took me through it slowly so I could understand it. And I got my answer. I'm like, ringy dingy. (laughs) He's faithful. I'm just trying to encourage you. He's faithful. He's faithful. He doesn't want us to, to remain foolish or unwise and not knowing what we're doing. He wants us to have answers. Hallelujah. We're, we're people that have the answers. We got the answer giver on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Let's just thank him that he heard us. We prayed for wisdom. Father, thank you. Thank you for hearing everyone that prayed this morning. Thank you, Father. Direction has been given. We received it. And we thank you for helping us to understand it in our minds. We're not going to seek our minds. We're looking for the answer in our spirits. And we thank you it floats up to our understanding. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Father, when we hear the answer, we won't rebel against it. We won't push it away and say, no, that can't be the answer. We'll say, truth, Lord, yes, 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 yes. We receive that and we'll walk in the light of it. And we thank you for the fruit and the results. Praise the Lord. And I know here from experience, here's what will happen. That area of your life, when you implement that, will start lurching forward. It'll be like the wheels catch and you just start going forward. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.